0: Hi, you guys want some cookies? Cookies? Cookies?
1: Cookies? Cookies? Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. And I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bobby Castro. Hey, Bob. Hey,
2: Dan. And I am joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Jason Zumwalt. Hey, Bob and Dan. And I am joined, as I always am, <laughs> by the specter of death.
3: Oh. Hey, specter oh, of death. So Hello. dark so quickly. You're going
0: to die, fat ass. Oh,
1: <laughs> we did. Uh, Jay, if you don't mind sharing, uh, I was asking Jay... Um, uh, what what was next with uh, we were talking fitness how do we how do we right. try to stay in shape uh, and, and you you've come to a conclusion about your personal situation right now
3: well yeah because I realized that like it took about a year after my first uh, kid was born to get back on the horse and start to lose weight and get back into shape and we just had our second kid seven months ago so I feel like I'm five months away from like either really you know buttoning down and and getting back into shape or like, a massive heart attack. So
2: it's weird that you said that because uh, I saw you a couple of weeks ago. I had the same thought. Oh, yeah.
3: as soon as you saw it it's me, yeah, it was like, like, he's, he's due. He's due for one <laughs> one of the one of these two
1: things. And if you think this is a bit like when I was talking to Jason in the living room about an hour ago, he said it, but a very matter of fact way, and it was like, strikingly like uh, troubling for me because I love Jay and I don't want you to die of a heart attack. So no. let's go on uh, 6 a.m. Walks together. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> okay, Wait, are are you guys
2: are you officially men of a certain age now? we're no, we going. I long? realized that
3: when uh, Sarah Silverman had a tweet about it and and uh, and I and I wrote back and I was like, I actually loved that show. And I was like, did I really just say I loved that show?
1: Yeah, I'm officially you're old. Man of a certain you're old man. Age. I have noticed Jay and Jason Zumwalt. Everybody again you could follow him at Jason Zumwalt writer, actor, most importantly, friend. No,
2: writer, probably most importantly. Writer,
1: yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest.
2: (laughs) He really needs that to go well for us. You are my number
1: one, a great follow on Twitter, but you're also my number one um, or top-ranked Twitter friend that does just randomly reply to massive celebrities. Like I'll see it every once in a while. Like you'll just reply to like somebody with like forty seven million followers. I'll be like, Jay, you know the person's not gonna see it. And a lot of
2: times the replies are just like, yeah, man. (laughs) No, it's not. Sometimes.
3: It's it's always hyper specific, (laughs) but super personal. So it'll be like
2: So there's 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 a method to your madness. There's there's, a method to
3: my madness. Um and and that method to my madness is usually I'm making those tweets at about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> so that does check out.
1: Yeah, there I I always regret that. So so we're very excited to have Jay here because, um, Bob, how long have we been doing this podcast now? Seventeen years. Seventeen years, and it's just going nowhere. <laughs> going
2: absolutely and, nowhere. And here the num- we are the numbers are stagnant. And you guys we-
1: realize
3: just really quick? I know that was a joke, but what happened seventeen years ago?
1: Nine Eleven. Whoa! Holy shit. Whoa, on the board. Whoa. Put, put, it, put on it on the board. On the fucking board. Put me on the
2: board for just throwing out that number. <laughs> um, no, this is a big moment in our uh, podcast history because in our post-headgum incarnation, this is the first time we've reached that level of success where we have a third microphone and third seat for a guest.
0: That's Patreon. We haven't
2: been able to afford it, and we can now thanks to our Patreonies on Patreon.com/slash/ThrowbackPod.
1: There you go. Good plug. In fact, I heard Jim Brewer on Stern this week. He is doing some type of Patreon advent, uh, adventure of some kind. And he used it. He said, Patreon. So now I no longer feel, unless Jim Brewer is wrong, not that Jim Brewer Brewer is some Jim Brewer of like is of paragon. No, of, he's like, never been wrong. Pronunciation, but Goat,
2: Goat Boy has never been wrong about anything.
1: Exactly. Uh, now I finally feel confident saying, Patreonis. Oh, Patreonis. Yeah, we well, that's our... Plural. that's term. ours. But right. Patreon is the name of the site. Go to it, patreon.com throw slash throwback if you wanna get involved, support us. You can give us a little as two dollars and as much as or a million. Big,
2: big opportunity right now. One of our two sponsors, we've had two sponsors this whole time, Bruno and uh Kleiny. And Kleiny has now opted to, you know, forego his sponsorship. We have a slot open, so if you want to get, did him you say a-
1: opted to forego. Yeah, is there another way to put that?
2: Nope, that's the most casual <laughs> way I could speak. Sick of-, of paying for
1: this shit. <laughs> the other way. Cli- Kleiny bailed, Kleine but you know bailed. what? Kleiny was a great sponsor, great
2: sponsor. But we have a slot open, so if you want to be sponsored and have us do ad reads for whatever the hell you want, now's the time to get in there.
1: I think you know what. I, I since and sincere thanks to Kleiny because that he really did. Uh, no, all all kidding aside, this equipment we have and keeping the show um, rolling after we got dumped by those shitbags. bags. Don't, I don't even don't remember say, the name no, of the company don't, anymore. Don't, don't say uh, head gum. Head gum. No,
2: don't stop, guys. Don't. Uh,
1: but no, uh, thank you to Kleine for for your support. Uh, and but I what I wanted to get to was as long as we've been doing this podcast. Dave Matthews has lingered in the periphery. He has almost like a visage, like floating in, in the corner of this rented garage. Hmm. And the, every time we brought him up, and, Jay, you are a loyal listener of the Throwback Podcast. Yes. And thank you for that. Jay, as a legit Dave file, yes. to the point where...
2: Matthew Stan.
1: a Matthew Stan, like at Jay, Jay's dancer. college dorm, he had the Dave Matthews poster where he's holding the guitar and looking down huh. that everyone else, every girl had uh, from 1998 to 2001. Jay had that in his dorm room.
2: Yeah,
3: cool. Can I fact check you really quick? Yeah, real quick. Never went to college. <laughs> Don't. Know that's, the
1: the part, you're that's the only part. That's the only part that doesn't really <laughs>
2: fully check out. But I hear you. But
1: if you did go to college, yeah, yeah. you might have had a day poster. Jay would say, "You guys keep on shitting on Dave Matthews, uh, but all you do is talk about him." Which, yeah, that's fair. Well,
2: and I think we we could we could pass the mic to Jay over here. He has uh, yelled at us many times over the years about our disdain for Dave.
3: Well, it's not that I've yelled at you. I think uh, you guys have yelled at me for liking him. And here's the thing. I always knew it was I like a shame. like the shameful. idea of us yelling at yeah. you. A lot of yelling. You're a fat fucking piece <laughs> of shit who <laughs> likes a bad band. You can have a heart attack soon. <laughs> um, it was, uh, I don't even know how I told you. I don't know why I would have told you guys I like Dave Matthews because I know that it's a shameful thing. I know that, like, Cool bros like yourself
1: <laughs> don't like Dave. But somehow it got out. And uh, and uh, and it by the became, way, our podcast last week was the semi-sonic podcast. So we're definitely not cool bros. <laughs> yeah. but Thank you for thinking. That we've now. never really uh, been the Dave guys. That's fair sure. to say. But nonetheless, I knew that you
3: guys wouldn't like him. Um, and then uh, I, I think I started yelling at you when you put together, I think it was seven songs that are legitimately good. Dave Matthews songs. Uh, yeah. You listed them all. So out. many great ones. And by the way, that's,
1: <laughs> that's two thirds <laughs> of a great album. Great album. Yeah. Well, Bob and I both did. We came to this uh, point together uh, in pr- private conversation that, wait, and also in this podcast, wait, maybe we do like Dave. Maybe
2: we just maybe it just took a little longer
3: yeah. for us. I'm
1: right. gonna say something right now. Yeah. I have
2: no faith in this album.
3: <laughs> All right, today we're gonna
1: talk about, as you see from the title, uh, "Under the Table and Dreaming." It is the 1994. I would say it was the breakthrough album, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, from yeah, Dave definitely. Matthews, it's the one with the cover at the uh, like the carnival ride with the swings. Everybody knows that because it was one of the highest selling albums of the 90s in uh, in rock music. So we're going to talk about it today. And we're yeah. gonna to go through it track by track and Bob, I think what is the what is the goal here? Do we want to have a definitive ruling on whether or not we're Dave Matthews band? Fans? I think that's oh, it I love because this
2: I've you know never listened to a full Dave Matthews album. I find myself not immediately turning off Dave when I'm in the car anymore so that's like a step in this direction of like maybe I'm ready to be a Dave Matthews fan. It Can I just exciting. make
3: a, a, a quick petition to anyone listening to the podcast that might be a Dave Matthews band fan? I ha- try. Call me, bro.
2: Let's go hacky sack. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? I'm available, guys. Let's play
3: devil sticks, bro. Don't make fun of devil sticks. They're oh, that's cool. right.
1: I forgot you're proficient. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, not an expert. He's just okay at it. But <laughs> nobody else knew anyone that played devil sticks. I would say I'm passable. And if you don't know what devil sticks are, Google it and then just be amazed how geeky they are. No, oh, they're man. pretty cool. They were pretty yeah. cool.
2: They're pretty cool, guys.
1: Uh, so, uh,
3: I tried at first to to make this album Red Rocks. Uh if you're a fire dancer, you're gonna know what I'm talking about when I say Red Rocks. <laughs> Wait what the fuck is a fire dancer? You know that little figure of the like uh the the thing that's dancing? It it looks like a, like a ballet. This,
2: this is not helping the Dave case. That's his like symbol. His
3: symbol is a fire dancer. Huh. Yeah. It'd be great if I was wrong about that by the way. By the way, Jay,
1: uh Bob, Jay is a great orator, which means he's moving around and using his hands a lot. A good visual storyteller. How are we doing with his mic placement? Is he, it's not is good. he coming out good?
2: No, we're mostly not gonna hear him in this podcast. Do you wanna move fine. it up
1: a little bit, Jay? I wanna get I wanna make sure everyone no, no, hears. Dead you. On. I wanna Construct get this like right. Yeah, that looks that, that looks, looks good. good. I okay, feel cool. like we're gonna now people I thought are gonna I would hear talking
3: down into it. Um, so go ahead. Sorry. So okay. So I, first, I wanted it to be Red Rocks because I was like, "That's like you get everything in Red Rocks, plus a lot of filler." Um, but it Dave live Dave live is the best. Dave uh, Dave in the studio is not so great. Uh, but then I thought, wait a minute. Okay, these guys might know every day a little better because that was his kind of like mainstream.
0: Every hit. day, every day, I'm every, I'm every off. day. Off. Um, the
3: what was that, What was the song where they did the hugging with uh, Judah? Wasn't that? Yeah, was, every day. Day. Oh, was that every day. I think that was uh, every day. Cool. But
1: that also had one of my favorite. Well, we'll get we'll get to some Dave uh, deep cuts after we get through Under the Table and Dreaming. Right. Right. but
3: but Dan Dan rightfully so. If you were going to put Dave to the test. You need to put this album on. That said, I'm not. I'm not 100 confident. If you're gonna that lose, this you is lose, going to lose, you got to lose. You got to put your best players right, on the field. Fine. You got to put your best right, players just, on the field.
1: Just be confident in your boy. This is right. at his peak. This is Dave, probably about age 26, 27, uh-huh. uh, writing songs that that would define his legacy. There's a lot of hits on this album, and I'm, I'm excited to go through it. I like Bob. I've never actually listened to a Dave album, so this is the first in the garage
3: from beginning to end. Let's yeah. do it. All right,
1: but uh, before we do that, Bob, this album came out in 94. I couldn't even hazard a guess when in 94, because I don't remember. It wasn't like a seismic, zeitgeisty thing when the Dave album was released. When did it come out?
2: It came out September 27th, nineteen ninety. September what? 27.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Put it on the board anyway. Why Why not? not? (laughs) Why not? month. be safe. A lot of strings. Uh, Big month in the world. On September 14th.
1: <laughs> That's your setup?
2: <laughs> it really wasn't, though. Uh, on September 14th, all 28 baseball owners voted to cancel the rest of the 1994 Major League Baseball season.
1: Donnie, baseball should have been in the World Series that year. Oh, I stand yeah. by that, and I'm still upset about it. Ba-boom-ba-bing. <laughs> Sorry, that was me trying to contribute. No, you a nasty good,
3: stereotype, Jason. Ba-boom-ba-bing. <laughs> uh,
2: 1994, September, I would say the yes. best month in the history of tv premieres.
1: Oh, okay. oh. I know where you go with this do and I'm excited. With this?
2: ER do 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 Chicago
1: Hope. Okay. Chicago yes. that Hope. Like that's like how that ER. one went. That was the know that. Everybody knows ER, which is... Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> but the theme song of Chicago Hope was... Chicago Hope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is, that's probably why ER was the bigger... <laughs> <hit>. Yeah, <laughs> slightly bigger. Nothing to do with Clooney. Was Tom
1: Skerritt in Chicago Hope? <laughs> Chicago Hope. <laughs> and then it went Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Touched by an Angel, The Tick, and Friends, Dan's favorite show.
1: The Tick. Mm. I like how friends has become kind of like a divisive topic in, in the modern day where it's like, oh, well, the millennials like it. So that's proof that it's shitty. Well, it's <laughs> like just because millennials got into it on Twitter or on, on Netflix doesn't mean that people have the distance themselves. But I, I get it also because if you didn't like friends when it was out. Right. You're really you're re- and that means you're old now. You're really going to hate it now that the quote unquote kids are into it. Yeah. But it, uh, I, I think you were into friends too, Bob, right?
2: I was, yeah, I was, I was into Friends. I do remember watching the first episode when it premiered, and after it was over, turning it off and saying to whoever was nearest to me, probably my mom or my sister,
1: almost definitely, yeah,
2: that show's not going to make it. So, <laughs> Great call. really good. But that Goodness said, thinks. you you were kind of <laughs> That's right. How you ended up
3: in Hollywood, and now I'm in Hollywood. <laughs> it had a monkey. It had a monkey in it. Oh,
1: stop it! Come on. The Friends was an amazing show. No, it was. It, it was an amazing it, show. It captured. Uh, like this perfect, if you were a teenager at that time, which we were, uh, Jay, you were in your late 30s. Let me do the
3: math. In 1994, I was 19 years old.
1: But it was like, you could have said the same thing about Seinfeld, because that was like, oh, this is what life is like in New York City. no, if you wanted to be like, think about how cool life was in your 20s and stuff, I remember thinking, like, oh, this is what it's going to be like when I'm in my 20s. I'm going to be living in a giant mansion in the West Village with all my hot girlfriends. Yeah. And I thought it was a funny show. I liked everything about Friends. I didn't really stick around to the very end because it did get, they ran out of ideas about right. halfway through the show. But I will stand by seasons one through, say, five. Yeah, good show. I'll pound the table for it. And I it's would not say one through six, say. maybe. Even one through seven. Sure. It was a good show. The Wedding. Monica and Chandler. There you, you go. Cut it right there. There you go.
3: I don't know what season that was. Probably about six or so. All right.
2: A couple movies came out that month. You know how movies come out? I've heard They of do them. all the time. Quiz show.
3: Okay. The okay. Scout.
1: Popular. Robert Redford directed. An- Wait, the another one of Dan's favorites. The Scout. Finds. Is that the Brendan Fraser vehicle?
2: That is the Brendan Fraser Albert vehicle.
1: Brooks. Yeah, that was a piece of shit. If you're like a hardcore sports fan when a movie that's about sports uh, is really missing the mark in terms of like uh, how realistic it is, it drives you crazy. And at the end of The Scout, uh, Brandon Frazier, George Steinbrenner signs him. He's a farm kid. From Steve Nebraska, his name Steve was. Steve
2: Nebraska? Oh, come on. And we, we, <laughs> this was one of those movies Dan and I would watch every time it was on. So oh,
1: exactly. Okay. Yeah. Steve Nebraska could throw like 108 miles an hour, and uh, it's a very 90s ending that in like game seven of the World Series or game one of the World Series, he throws a perfect game, and not uh,
2: just any perfect game,
1: the perfect game, eighty one pitches, eighty one strikes, twenty seven strikeouts, and the the final at bat, <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, we have
2: to really build the tension yeah. here. <laughs>
1: you need to get the biggest star possible uh to for Brandon Fraser slash so Steve pr- probably Nebraska
2: you're gonna get Mark McGuire you probably. gotta get
1: Mark McGuire Jose Canseco yeah that'd be a good one some massive like slugger from the era instead who steps to the plate Bob <laughs> Ozzie Smith, oh, man. <laughs> Ozzie Smith <laughs> who averaged like four home runs a year and, and, I mean he's the wizard of Oz one of the <laughs> yeah, great defensive player. players ever he's a bedrock. <laughs> yeah. he's a legend in St. Louis he did the flips and everything known for his defense Ozzie but, Smith they and Bob Costas, who catch a lot of paychecks <laughs> in bad sports movies, he, he's like, and here comes Ozzie Smith, who's had an unexpected power surge in the play. It's like, fuck you. You couldn't have got somebody who no. has a slugger or even a fake slugger. Anyway, it annoyed me.
3: <laughs> yeah, just hire a guy that has that looks like he could hit the ball.
1: It doesn't need to be a
3: real baseball player. Well, if
2: you remember, uh, Brandon Frazier or Steve Nebraska was a two-way player. He could also hit. So to prove that he could hit, do you remember who they brought in to pitch to him during his tryout?
1: Oh, that was another, like... It was
2: another, like, who could dicey move. It was kind
1: of... Was it like a, a finesse pitcher of some kind? Brett Saberhagen. Brett Saberhagen, <laughs> who was, like, five years beyond his prime at that. He had shoulder surgery. If you
3: can hit this kid, you're Brett going to the majors. Brett Saberhagen,
1: who, after reconstructive shoulder surgery, tops out at 88 <laughs> miles per hour. An
2: unexpected <laughs> fastball surge. Oh, my God. All right. It was really Sorry, nice. Sorry, we'll
1: to. stop there, because we could do an entire podcast about the <laughs> scout. But, all like right, what else, Becker?
2: Uh, Time Cop also came out that month. Oh yeah! Didn't six, you neck to Time Cop? Significant to me, my first date was to the movie Time Cop you, you, with my first you girlfriend. Neck? neck there, there, I think there was a little making out. No, oh. wait, we didn't make out at Time Cop. It was it was weird because there More was like a, Time Cock. There was, ah, yeah. <laughs> it. There was uh, nudity TikTok. on screen. You remember there was like a little titties are out. Little titties out. Little titties s- were out
3: in almost any action, especially film, a Van Damme mm-hmm. movie from like '83 to 1999. So here yep. I am,
2: 14, with my uh, girlfriend at the time, my first girlfriend ever. And we go to this movie, little nudity. Remember being very uncomfortable. Then we made out.
1: She's the, a listener, right? Oh. She was. She wa- did we lose? Her? I think we
2: lost her, <laughs> just like I lost her in 1994. <laughs> lost her again. We lost her again.
1: I wonder when we lost her. Uh, she doesn't listen. Probably this the week. Robbie Williams. Her podcast. husband does she? Yeah, probably. <laughs>
2: uh, but as far as entertainment if you're listening,
1: goes, Jane, how you doing? Joey
3: <laughs> Tribbiani, minute, that's mine.
2: That's mine. Call back.
3: <laughs> if you're listening, Jane, I married a woman named Jane. So. Coincidence,
2: <laughs> you're going for that. That's good. That's your way in. Well done, Jay. All right, but as far as entertainment goes, nothing was bigger in September 1994 than this moment on the VMAs. Do you guys remember this?
4: I'm very happy to be here and just think oh, nobody thought uh, this,
3: would this would last. last. <laughs> mm oh oh! they're kissing they're necking he's not gay
1: he's not gay not a pedophile not a pedophile
2: <laughs> that was the chant that happened in- where do you
1: we we did the michael that was michael jackson elisa marie presley uh at, at the at vmas coming out shortly after they got married right yeah
2: it was right after they got married and that was the opening of the show
1: right and that's when the vmas mattered uh so we talked about it when we did the dangerous podcast jay that uh um, I think his legacy is obviously muddied but I ultimately have serious doubts that he actually did that bad stuff you're, you're saying he did it MJ's no no I'm it. just making a terrible
3: joke I actually fall down on the side of I don't know I don't care if Macaulay says it's cool bro <laughs> it's cool <laughs> And also, like, Corey Corey Feldman. He's, like, notorious about saying, like, that dude touched me, that dude touched me, that dude touched me, Michael's cool. That's a good point. You know what I mean? So, like, why would he say Michael's cool when he's willing to out a bunch of other people in Hollywood? Dude, that's the best Michael Jackson point I've ever heard. That is absolutely. Michael's a cool
2: guy, man. Michael's a sweetheart. Michael's an angel, baby. (laughs) What else, Bob? That's everything. Oh, the number one song in September 1994, the number one dance hit. Not the number one song, the number one dance hit.
1: Which might as well be the number one song. Number one song in my heart.
2: Jay, do you remember this?
1: Jay, you were entering your senior year. Or
4: no, I was was moving to New York. I remember this.
1: Wait, how old were you in September 1994? This is Another Night by Real McCoy. I am a junkie for any um, dance techno pop radio hits from nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety four. Yeah. This is up there. This is way uh, yeah. this is way up there. This is top five maybe. what is, up- is
3: the like what's the the chorus, if
1: you will. That was it. It starts That's with it? the chorus. <laughs> cool. yeah, listen again.
2: I mean
3: they were gonna get it. right back to I it. it. I got
1: it. Yeah. yeah it's good. They don't waste any time. They're kind of wasting some time here.
3: <laughs> no, they needed
2: a, They needed some lasers. They needed something.
3: All right, that's yeah. true. All right,
1: here it comes. You ready? Yeah. Oh, wait, no? Uh-huh. Still They're building. building. They're
3: kind of wasting time. A little bit. As I said.
1: Probably should have just went straight into it. All right, here it
0: comes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this, was, this song came out in the peak of the Club Kid era in New York City. I'm sure this was playing at the Limelight
0: every oh, yeah.
3: night tunnel. around this time. Definitely at the I, tunnel. I was in the city at that time. I was a young man. Had no idea that any of this was happening. I'm sure
1: you're doing well financially at that time in your life.
3: I, mean, I was a student. I was going to school. so
2: But not know. college with the Dave poster. on.
3: No, way. I was going to an acting school called American Musical Dramatic Academy in New York City. Sounds fancy. Who's yeah. the biggest star that came out of that academy? Probably me. <laughs> 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 yeah, now there's somebody I don't know. You were the voice of a uh, Reynolds trap <laughs> for a while, right? Reynolds Rap and Roman Bellick; those are my two claims, to
1: biggest credits. Yeah. Roman Bellick of the Grand Theft Auto franchise. That's what's right. What's the new one coming out? I don't, but I don't,
3: I don't think they need to make a new one. Like they're still just making money off Grand Theft Auto 5 because of all the online stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. All
1: right, let's get into the album right now. This is track one of "Under the Table and Dreaming" by Dave Matthews Band, the best of what's around. I know. All right, so this album released released September '94 did not come out to like universal acclaim. In fact, Rolling Stone three and a half stars, Entertainment Weekly C Village Voice is C Wow. Not not seen when it came out. Dave kind of snuck up on everybody, right? Did Dave yeah, play Woodstock so. '94? God, that's a good yes, question. Yes, I
2: think he did. I do. Did he really?
1: So. Oh wow. Um, And it went on, though to sell, <laughs> That sounds like one of those Bob guesses No, it was one of those demands. like I, I pictured him
2: But then I realized, oh, that could he be any one of their dumb 99. field concerts
1: Right So an album that, that came out to relatively little fanfare Ended up selling over 6 million copies wow. I, How about I, that? I cannot confirm this But
3: I have a feeling that he just played a lot of colleges I feel like that's how he built his shit up. I for feel sure. like that had to be it. I don't know, man. I, let, me, let me explain, first of all, why I like this guy. Dig
1: in. Dig in, Jay. Here he goes, buff. I
2: hated God. it.
3: I hated his sound. I hated, I hated everything about everything that he was putting out. And then I saw VH1 Storytellers in 99 or 2000. I can't remember. And he's just shit-faced in it. And he's a just a really good musician and then he would tell a stupid fucking story about him being a stupid fucking musician and I was like this guy's the real deal I had no idea and also his speaking voice it's it's not like you know when you go from like Whoever the lead singer is, and nickel back to how he sang.
1: Chad it's, Kroger.
3: Chad Kroger. You hear it. You hear it like, okay, wait, this, so this is probably actually how this guy sings. It's not a put yeah, on. It's not, at all. It's it's not, his not his an affectation. Yeah. He actually yeah. sounds like that. He is this guy. So I, that's when I started to give him an inkling, and then, you know, copious amounts of drugs
1: later. Wow. Well, that was that, that makes
2: sense. Maybe that was the problem for us, Dan, is we were 14 and not doing any drugs.
1: No, we weren't. You know what's a big problem for me, and I'm hearing it track one? Here, it's that adult contemporary saxophone. It always drove me crazy with with this band. It just sounded like music for like like yuppies.
2: Yeah, I would say the thing that's before not, I even knew what that was. It was doing it for me when this started, and we were all kind of sitting here with the music playing, staring in each other's eyes, and swaying back and forth. I was really into that for many reasons, but. <laughs> That song and I think about hey, are you gay are you a gay okay, that song and I think a lot of the songs coming up do this Dave Matthews thing where it just keeps going and they just, it just like rather than end a song let's just throw in a saxophone at the end and let's like keep keep building at a certain point. That is And that's kind of what loses. Yeah. Me.
3: And that that is the nature of the band. Right. Deep down, they are a jam band. Not even
2: that deep. I mean, they're a jam band.
3: They're a jam band. And that's why I wanted everyday because everyday is his. Every intended. day. Every
2: day in um, my butthole. Slight correction. Dave Matthews played Woodstock 99. There we go. So, go. A half point for me.
3: All right. I mean, I said 99. <laughs>
2: that's Oh, here we go! Shiver <laughs> we, We've done a poor job with our Dave Matthews uh, tempering our Dave Matthews impression so far. It's about to get bad. <laughs> <It's
1: about laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Buckle up, bitches! <laughs> this is John Popper on harmonica, by uh-huh. the way. Shut the fuck it's up! True so story. Fuck you! It's a fucking true story, man. let talk like the goat the entire
2: episode. <laughs> Ninety-four all the way.
3: I was listening to John Popper, man. He's fucking fat. <laughs> he should fuck me in my go <laughs>
0: What would you say? Like a monkey on a string. Shibada shibada ha This
1: is so bad. Alright.
2: Everybody just turned it off at the same time.
1: Now, well they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> now this is the first single off this album. It's also one of his most well known songs. And I can honestly say this, and I'm not just trying to be a dick here or a troll. It's one of my least favorite songs of the 90s. Yeah,
2: I was going
3: to say the same thing. If I had to make a short list, like
1: top 10 least favorite songs, songs I don't ever need to hear again, this is on the list. I
3: straight up hate this song. Yeah, no, I don't like it either. (laughs) But here's the thing. On this album, it's terrible. When he plays this song live, it's all about the buildup. It's all about the moment. It's all about, you know... Him uh, stopping and walking around on the carpet, telling a little story, and then the music starts to slowly build. And then all of a sudden you're into, what would you say? And everybody's on their feet. And by the way, even if you don't like it, you know the words to this fucking song and you're singing it, especially when you're standing next to a really hot girl. Who loves it Hey Dan, oh,
2: Dan, that. Dan, yes. you're, make, you're, make, you're making a drink right now, so you missed the part where he goes, "Mom, it's my birthday." Oh, Fucking hate dick. that part. <laughs> but Jay hit on a great point. No, I like, yeah. Point
1: that, you, that, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get any uh, vagina during my high school years, and maybe it would have helped if I was a Dave fan, because no, it wouldn't have helped. <laughs> no, probably not. But I will say that this, I will say that maybe if I went to see him at Giants Stadium, no, no probably wouldn't have. Nah, wouldn't have done <laughs> That was one huge advantage, I would think, of being a a Dave fan, especially in college and everything, is that Dave had a mountain of followers on the female side as well. He was truly like a crossover where if you polled who are the 10 biggest Dave fans I know, it might be 5 and 5, which helps explain his success in a lot of ways. Uh, And it was good to be a Dave fan because you would go to the concert with Mm -hmm. the hot girls and they'd get a little tipsy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm not going Weinstein here. You're not going Weinstein because you're getting tipsy too. You're yeah, having we're, all a, having fun. we're all having fun. Experience we're having, we're having together. A good time. It's a pre 9/11 time where everybody can get fucked up and then There's not finger a care bang in the world. each other. There's not a care in the world. I'm just saying, hanging out with hot chicks at a concert while drinking usually leads to fun. Yeah. Dave was a perfect place to do that. Finger bang each other though. Yeah, now, well, that's when you hook up with a girl, she puts her fingers in your butthole. You now I know.
2: Dave why sings about problems. that all the time, Jason. He sings a lot um, about buttholes.
3: I have always said that Dave, that Dane Cook is the Dave Matthews of uh, comedy. No,
2: no. Dave Matthews is the Dave Dane Cook of Dave Matthews of comedy because he was in Don't Mess with the Zohan. So he's it's already taken. Dave Matthews is the Dave Matthews of comedy. But Dave Matthews
3: was in Zohan after Dane Cook became famous. So it was kind of like a second chapter. Dane Cook is Dave's
2: the Dave Matthews of comedy is what I think.
1: Jay's actually friends I with Dane Cook. So I, 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 just I came wanna... all the way around. <laughs> Jay's like legitimately friends with Dane, so I don't want to make a comment no, either way.
3: No, but the problem, not the problem, but the thing is, it's it's uh, like a monkey on a string with Jay. my it's my birthday. Dane ha- Dane's comedy was a comedy show that you could take your girlfriend to, and she was going to have just as much fun as you were in going 2003. To. In 2006, yes. Okay,
1: sorry. Yes. It's your birthday.
2: Um,
3: is so, Dane,
1: would Dane come on the Throwback Podcast?
2: Uh-uh. <laughs> not <laughs> no, even no, close. Okay. Um, so my wife who, um, hates our podcast loves Dave Matthews, loved Dave Matthews. It's one of the many turn. things
1: that Heather and I have in common. It's one of those things yeah, where
2: Jason and wait, what well, Jason, Jay and, Heather,
1: and your wife have been carrying on an affair for 11 years.
2: Is that how you're going to have your heart Has attack? Been that is she going to give you the heart attack?
1: What is, it's going to be like the movie Dave. And then we have to find a Jay <laughs> Doppelganger <laughs> to make sure nobody, find, Bob never finds out.
2: It's a lot of work. Who <laughs> is the Jason Wait, is my
3: Doble wife going to find out What about my kids? There's a lot, there's a no, lot we gotta of a lot Is the guy going to be gainfully you? employed because I'm actually okay with that? As <laughs> long as somebody can support <laughs> my kids. Did Sigourney
1: Weaver know it was him?
3: Yeah, she figured it out. She figured but it not out. not immediately. Pretty much immediately. She knew right away. Yeah. I think, think it, it was. I think they to
2: keep him from her for a while. Yes. Yeah. But as
3: soon as they right. like interacted, she knew. But then she kept
1: that from him. Hmm. Good movie. Uh <laughs> The last movie I got into um, as a quote unquote child, I said that I was under the age of 11. Why do you keep looking? I'm burping and I'm blowing. It oh, away that's from good. The mic. okay, that's nice of you. That's a uh, I tip. got in ah. as I think it had to be like 11 and under and I was 13 and a half. And the guy was like, really? And I was like, hey, make me prove it, bitch. <laughs> Didn't have ID. There was no ID to have. Wow. it's a great memory of Dave.
3: I'm just realizing pretty sure these headphones
1: aren't working at all. Whoa,
2: the movie's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, see, now we're
1: bringing it on. All. It's all connected. Put that on the fucking it's board. Well, the reason they're not working is because I'm not playing a song right now, Jay. Oh, is that true? Yeah, so come on. Put them back put on. That you can't back hear in. the music without it. Okay. Jay's oh, getting drunk. Jay
2: is true. a fast drinker.
1: Yeah, I'm a fast drinker. <laughs> AKA and alcohol. All right, now this is um, another famous single, but one that I will pound the table for every day.
0: Every day. Red <laughs>
1: We, we, in fact, we did the uh, Dan Mix March 96 podcast a few months back, and this was prominently up in the mix. I think it was like track three, as I recall. This song is called
0: Shippity-Ha, shuttle <laughs>
1: Keep going. <laughs> Keep going.
2: Vamp.
0: You have more time to vamp. <clears throat> This is a great ballad by the Matthews Band And my butthole. It's called... Satellite in my Like a diamond in the sky How I wonder Satellite strong from the moon And the world your balloon Beep for The molestation
3: about a subject sound more like what this subject is you're you're lying in a field
2: satellite installation
3: you're looking up at the sky and you see a satellite in in moving amongst the stars it sounds exactly like what the song is about
1: well then it works because if it's conveying that visual in your mind Dave is hitting home runs here I think so it's a perfect song I think Um, second
2: best song about satellites from the 90s what is it? Oh,
3: <laughs> recovering the satellites. On. Number one. Boom. <laughs> 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 recovering you, the sat. Oh, we gotta
1: do recovering the satellites. Have we done that again?
2: Yeah, we did it with this
3: asshole. Oh,
1: it was the Bro. first one we did. Oh, Bro. Sorry. come on, man. <laughs> you got so drunk during that that you got me drunk. Was I, I drunk during that, right? or was I? Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, that you were When I was really. Yeah. Drunk. Uh, all right. So this is the fifth and final single off "Under the Table and Dreaming." And it was not like a huge uh, pop hit, but it was number really? eight, number 18 on the modern rock tracks.
2: It chart. felt so much bigger than that.
1: Well, it's the classic Bob, and we've come up against this a bunch right. of times where when an album catches fire, the record company ringing out every last drop says, fuck it, just throw out another single. And they threw this one out. And I think he was so big by that point that anything would have gotten play. And it did get airplay. I thought it
2: probably... This song in particular, though, I remember being on all the time. Like, this,
3: it to was, me, you know, felt huge. For, for me, I felt like this album didn't really take off until 97. Oh, wow. No, no, you no, no. no.
1: Like, it came out in 94. I
3: know it came out in 94, but I feel like zeitgeist-wise, it really didn't kind of, like, become what it is in everybody's minds until 97. I feel like 97 was I his think 97
2: was when he became... Damn. Yeah. Well,
3: that sounds then You about also right. had the next album, Crash, yeah, exactly. which was massive. Yep. So
1: those, like in terms of like a one-two punch, there are a few artists in the decade that had as big a one-two punch in terms of, like, it's a short list. It's like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. Dave. Uh, you could probably come up with a couple more, but that could put out one album, then Smashing Pumpkins is another one. Mm-hmm. He's one of them for sure. Yeah. So like when you could put out two monsters back to back you're essentially knocking out four years of a decade where you're massive
2: there was a, a couple of years ago a few years ago now we drove to vegas we had a conversation just dan and i about the mount rushmore of certain decades and when we talked about the 90s who would be on the mount rushmore of 90s music Shibita-ha. we put dave on the mount Really? Mountain.
3: Who else was on there?
2: Because he had such a big influence in the entire decade.
3: How many people were on the born. mountain? Four. Always four. You're, You're now, kidding Lance. me. So, Alanis Morissette, Kurt Cobain, Dave Lewis. No, no. Alanis didn't make
1: it. Everybody slow down. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Kurt. Kurt Cobain. I think we put better on. No, we didn't. Because Cobain, Cobain covered it. Uh, Dave.
2: Dave, and I think we put on uh, Tupac.
1: Yeah, we had to throw Tupac, sense. and then... Uh, shit. I wish I didn't remember what we put on there. Like. Ed, Ed Kowalcha.
3: <laughs> yes. Cobain, Dave, Tupac, and who? We're
1: all gonna get back to this no. next week. We're gonna. Oh, I know who. Britney Spears. Garth Brooks.
2: No, it might have legitimately been Britney Spears. Was, how was
1: it not Garth
3: Brooks, dude? <laughs> then you got them all covered.
1: Yeah, I never really. Garth was not even on my radar yeah, in the 90s, no. even as big as he was. We're from New
2: York.
1: In Arizona, he probably was pretty big, right? Or huge.
3: I would say in the rest of the country is probably pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's for, Uh shift It fucking coastal states. huh? <laughs> huh? Make America great. <laughs> uh,
0: uh,
1: next track, I'm track five, that. rhyme and reason. And I just want to make it clear to the audience. And is an Amberson.
2: Hey Dan, before we before we uh, raise up on this, how many tracks is this album, and does it fit into the Dan Hansis very I'm gonna specific I'm gonna go window of being decent?
1: The answer, and it's eleven or twelve, is accepted. This album has thirteen tracks.
2: Oh, thirteen's a perfect number. A little chunky,
1: a little <laughs> chunks, chunks but gunks. Here's rhyme and reason.
3: I need to
0: kill this I don't believe
3: it will. This is a good song.
1: It's weird because it's kind of a. Um, some type of. Cousin to Satellite, you can hear that dun, 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 sure. underneath it. Yeah. So you 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 will rep for rhyme and reason, Jack.
3: I will. I'll rep for it. And and again, I think it's just it's the memory of it live. You know, uh, a lot of these songs, even the first two that I'm not really a big fan of, they're fantastic live, and they're just a great moment in his set. Um, and this song, they really rip on. I, I don't think it gets nearly as hard. And as and as fast and as interesting as it does in the uh, studio version. This
2: right? um, this sounds to me like a good song to uh, slap some devil sticks to. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a good song. Yeah, man. Put it on your disc man. Go outside. Click 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 click
1: click click. <laughs> Wait, Bob. I Do just a spin. Can you yeah. Spin? Oh, spin. Yeah. In the air. Spin, yeah, spin it. Throw it up. Catch it. Yeah. I just did a little research, Bob, and uh, I realized the track thirteen that I had here was actually a bonus. It's twelve tracks. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Dave is in a good place. He passes the test.
2: I cannot believe we've made it this deep into the episode without Jason telling us about the time that uh, Boyd Tinsley groomed him.
1: Right. (laughs) All right. Let's Uh, take it. Let's walk us through it. Is this the right
2: song for it? Should we we save it for a better song? (laughs) Let's
1: save it for "Lover Lay Down. That sounds right. That sounds right.
2: That's probably what he used.
1: All right, so that's rhyme and reason. Jay says it's a live banger. It sounded fine to me. Sure, I didn't have a problem one way or the other. Uh, I have uh, something to say. One of my favorite Dave songs is up next. Oh shit! <laughs> you guys, you guys ready? Wow, you're you're oh, really building the tension. Building this, right. Build this <laughs> one up,
0: dude.
3: Piece of shit. Come on.
1: You know it, Yabop? No.
0: <sighs> Ten fingers <sighs> counting. We have each nine planets around the sun. Repeat,
3: Wait. Is this on band
0: six minutes? <laughs> <if> <laughs> no, only crash into me. Oh, okay. Seven oceans. Prom- the the I would say it's a, a This is on his masturbation, <laughs> Max. <laughs> <my> stroke,
4: <laughs>
1: oh, you have a strokes playlist? Let's see. No, it's yeah. actually my stroke playlist. It's for when I'm
2: alone masturbating. Yeah, stroke <laughs> in my bed. <laughs> Alright,
0: here
1: comes the chorus. I love this chorus.
3: Oh,
0: I know this. Keep <laughs> Everyone
2: I
1: don't think this was a single
2: Hold, hold on, before, before yeah. you get into it Just what I'm witnessing right now Is Jason mouthing every <laughs> word perfectly <laughs> And Dan doing like a Natalie Merchant 10,000 Maniacs Finesse no, dance
1: It's it kind of like Natalie Merchant Solo Carnival Era <laughs> Oh yeah mm-hmm. Now this actually is the third single Off the album uh, It did not chart is that right? However, if you are uh, Bob and I are thirty-eight, if you once you start to get older and you start to find like, like for instance on Sirius on satellite radio or you know, whatever playlists you listen to that are cultivated outside, like adult adult alternative, that genre. This is one of the Dave songs that will always be. If they're looking for something less obvious, they'll put typical situation in, and that's how I became aware of it. Interesting, and I love the song. I, I, I unabashedly love typical situations. Here's how, how I my became, top here's how
3: I became aware of it. I was at a, a uh, I guess, a apartment party, house party, whatever, mm-hmm. in New York. And um, it was, everybody was a little stealth, stuffy. You know what I mean? We're all kind of like, you know, feeling each other out. Everybody was, we were all classmates, but not in the same class. Was this it at was the acting class?
1: Yeah, just a bunch of actors. Who's the second most famous person to come out of that acting school?
2: I, uh, Isn't like Bradley Cooper an Mda Guy? There's like some big M. people. I'm sure there is. Okay. I don't know,
3: dude. I don't oh, know, Did We just fact check and blow up Jason. No, I just I know. That no, a big I'm, guy. I'm, I. That was a joke. Oh, <laughs> there okay. better be someone more famous than me. Um, by the way, not
2: famous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stop. don't don't trap me into that. The headline is Jason almost says he's famous. Jeez. Give us a little
1: Nico Belk. <laughs> Give it those. Uh, Tell the story, as Nico? No,
2: no, he's Roman, Dad. Yeah, you're a real pos right now, man. (laughs) He's the supporting character.
3: (laughs) I'm the number two character. Give us a little Roman. Number Number two two on the call sheet.
2: Um, uh, Anyway,
3: I go to this party and I walk in and everybody's not having a good time. All of a sudden, I notice. This song comes on. I've never had this song before. And the women in this party, they start moving. They start gyrating. I think to myself, who the fuck is this guy that's playing this song right now? Can uh, you talk like Roman little bell please. forever? <laughs> <laughs> I defi- stuck. He's definitely my... Uh, people like him way more than me. For one
2: very, very specific person... That fits this demo of listens to the throwback, I know, they're, likes they're, they're Dave like Dave Matthews, plays Grand Theft Auto. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's a stroke scenario. <laughs>
1: uh, I like this too. I like this too. So, but in all seriousness, so this song came on and it, and it got people. It was there's like there's a flute in this song, and that and that's gonna go yeah. one way or the other. And I feel like it went in the, in the right direction. It here. went in the right direction. It went in the direction of young ladies scantily clad. Who were at one time
3: standing in a corner acting like sane adults, suddenly moving like strippers in his heart. Yeah, that, <laughs> that move. Yeah. And, then, and then you're like, magic. Is they this went from magic? hey, they went
1: from hearing the flute to playing the skin flute. Hey. <coughs> Sorry, I
3: don't as, know if that's going to read on. As the
1: much mic. as I as much <laughs> as
2: I wasn't into Dave, I do think that like that sort of faux hippie girl look from the mid '90s. That sort of flowy, like not full hippie. Like I wasn't into full hippies. Mm-hmm. But that half hippie Dave fan,
1: mid-90s jeans. look Maybe a little one of, maybe one, of, one, of, one of my favorites of all you're time. You're a little nervous about what's going on under the uh, underarms?
2: Like it's, you're probably safe, but yeah. A you, dicey? You, you, you do think about it, but you're probably safe.
1: Don't think about it. If it's fucking hairy, don't give a
2: shit.
1: <laughs> Jay, it's that's a 90s been, problem. Yeah. You're in the trust tree, just the three of us talking. Nobody's listening. Have you ever... Um, been in a, a physical relationship with a woman with hairy armpits.
3: Uh, my my second girlfriend, uh, in New York, had uh, she went through a period, and and it was just like she decided I'm not gonna shave, and I think she was doing it as like a test. And I was like I don't give a fuck. So like <laughs> you didn't I, care. They started getting like hairy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like hairy, and I licked them. And Wait, <laughs> just to show her, like I don't give a fuck. He called her bluff,
1: bitch. Wow. So you were saying you thought on a? Did you see it as somehow as even if it wasn't out in the open, like a challenge? She was challenging you. Yeah. Was she I trying to get rid of you? A, a that might have been the A, a that might have been the case, okay.
3: or she might have been testing my. Uh, attraction to her or my love for her. I can't remember at what point in the relationship. I mean, you're a little
1: I freaky Jay, sexually, I, 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 in our <laughs> conversation, so did you actually like it?
3: I don't know, it was fine. It, it was, it was it
1: tasted better than licking a butthole. <laughs> Bob, how about you? Any hairy armpits?
2: My armpits butt-holes? are hairy enough for both of us no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard its hard for me to tell because whenever I'm in bed with a girl, I look over, there's hair everywhere.
1: Oh, wow! And it's all mine.
2: But oh, so you never true. know. That's a, that's a true
1: statement. Yeah. You guys want to know for me? Yes. No hair anywhere.
2: I can call you out on this. You're full of shit. Why? Because there is a very pivotal moment in your life and your relationship with your wife that involves hair. My wife One of our very first conversations about your wife was about her not shaving her legs. That's right. Oh. Yes.
1: Oh, that's right. I don't want to share that story. <laughs> okay. because It's a little private. It's with my wife. But there was early in our relationship um, where there was a little bit of bristle. There was a challenge. It was a test. My wife it was I, another one of those tests. Um, uh, that involved a hotel room in New York that we were both staying at together. And I'll leave it at that. But the challenge involved how clean and shaven a woman's legs should be.
2: Huh, interesting
1: Yeah I have a question for you Have you ever shaved Your lady's legs? No Bob?
2: I have not shaved Your lady's legs
3: Uh, Come on No, I I haven't Okay Have you ever Shaved your woman's
2: (laughs) vagina? I don't think my woman has a vagina, Jason. That is very personal. <laughs> She's a mom I, and by the way, Jay kid.
1: asking these questions means he's done all of these things. That's thing. right. <laughs>
2: the old barber of Glendale. I love
1: uh, the idea of Jay, like, you know, just waxing up a cooch. That's that's <laughs> what I'm into right now, thinking about that. You want to talk barber? about beefcake. Trustfall. Try, so Trust Fall? Nice. Trust Razor, my friend. Very interesting. All right, here's Dancing Nancy's. That's it. Throwing down another period This is gonna be a fun night
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> This feels like one of those Like fan favorites This
2: feels like I did see Dave in concert Back in I wanna say 98 Maybe 99 and, I'm sorry um, Giant Stadium. He was playing there with Beck and Ben Folds 5. He's fans of the other two, which is why I went.
3: Was he in the middle? No, he was the headlo- big he headliner. Big time headliner, obviously, yeah.
2: He was huge. But um, this is one of those songs. Ben I Folds just, 5, like, backstage, like,
1: guys, we made it. We're playing Giant Stadium. <laughs> and, like, Dave overheard them. He ducked his head into the dressing room. He was like, hey, fuck bases, No one's here for you. <laughs> no, well, he was wrong because I was there for them. He's <laughs> like, where's the other two? We're actually
3: just three. We're being clever. Fuck you, Dave said. <laughs> <laughs> then he no, kicked him off no, he the store. Fuck you. Fuck you.
2: That's what he said. Anyway, what happened? I was just going to say that that song feels like one that I just would have been standing there just like fucking kill me. As <laughs> people around me loved it. We've talked about this on
1: the <laughs> podcast, but since it's, this is our official Dave podcast, we'll bring it up again. Everyone at some point in their lives, if you were born between like 1977 and 1982, had the opportunity to go to a Dave concert because he fucking toured every year yeah. playing Giant Stadium like 14 nights mm-hmm. in June. And there were always tickets. Yeah, it wasn't hard around. to get a ticket. Yeah, And uh, your friends, because you everyone had friends that loved Dave, would be like, hey, do you want to go see him? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you would inevitably find out or be told that like, oh, yeah. The reason you should see Dave is because he just does long jams. Like he'll, you know, you oh, you like you like Satellite. He does a 17 you minute have to version. Hear the I'm 17 like 17 minute version. That is not selling me. No, I'm not gonna be sold on a. Se- I'm not a Grateful Dead guy. I'm not a Fish guy. I like my songs like four minutes. That's perfect. Tops. Tops. tops and let's go through 22 songs. I don't get it. Like I have a guy at work. A buddy of mine at work that loves fish, like travels around. Oh yeah, we we all we a, all
2: have a buddy at work
3: who loves there? fish. Who is it?
1: Uh, you don't know him, but all he's right. a good dude. All right. He loves fish, and he he traveled. They recently did a residency uh, at the Garden. Um, yes, they did like eight nights or something. It was a long a long residency. And and I was like, oh, and they're like, they're playing every night is a different set list. And I'm like, how is that possible? How, yeah. Have they been around that long? He's like, oh yeah, they only play seven songs a night. For two hours. <laughs> but, but here's like, the thing. I'm not joking. That's what they did. That's a good move. Sometimes what Fish
3: will do is they'll play Purple Rain. The whole. Oh, album. yeah. They'll do that whole like Halloween yeah.
2: thing where they play a whole. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my. Jay, what's going on with your indigestion is, situation? This, right? He might have right his heart lot attack beer right now. really <laughs> fast and I had
3: Taco Bell before I got it. Oh, no. Hi. He's Hi. Let let dying. Happen, he is dying. Uh, as soon as this <laughs> is, is over, is I'm going to. Bob, you know farting is starting soon. It's on its way.
2: Wait, did I ever tell you my uh, my fish story? Like when I saw them in concert? No. Shiver ha. Well, I went to see. I was. It was a few years ago. My friend Stavros, our friend Stavros, yeah, a real hit, name by the way, in real name. No, Stavros Stavropoulos. Stavropoulos hit me up and was like, "Hey, Trey is playing the bowl. You in?" And
1: <laughs> Trey is playing the bowl. Nothing could sound worse than that.
2: <laughs> nothing could sound worse than that. But it was one of those weekends where like my wife was away with the kids. I had nothing to do, so I was like. Why the fuck not? I haven't seen Stavros in a while. You
1: know why not? Because Trey is playing the So bowl. here's what I did.
2: I put on like my Bob Dylan shirt. I popped an edible, took an Uber to the bowl. I get there and I'm like ready for like the hippie fest 2015. I walk out. It's all these fucking old yuppies with their wine and their cheese listening to Trey and an orchestra play his new stuff. Well, I was the only one dressed like a fucking hippie in the entire didn't place. You, like,
3: didn't you like take an edible? Life? I did. Yeah. You, like fucking. I was gone? gone
2: for like two days.
3: That
1: was probably the best thing possible.
3: <laughs> I, I I still think about that time where I gave you guys a bunch of edibles. And don't we went to Las Vegas. No, that's bad. I don't I don't want
2: to think about that. <laughs> what
3: happened? You were there, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah. What, what
2: exactly what happened? Oh
1: shit! You yeah. you were the one that supplied us. you the one that yeah, gave yeah, us yeah. those
2: fucking edibles.
1: This was years ago.
3: years ago. You almost you killed. Years them. ago. You almost killed. ago. I know a hotel room. This is back before anything we, was legal.
1: We um, <laughs> Wait, we I went we, to Vegas. I can't believe
2: we we're telling this story during the Dave podcast.
1: And there were um, six of us, all like best buddies from back east, and it was like, oh, let's have fun. We're gonna drink some beers. We're gonna, you know, go crazy. We're in Vegas, our, and two our, of our friends yeah. are doing very well for themselves and we, we love them and we're happy for them and they said hey since we're rich white guys we're gonna pay for a majority of uh a suite at the palms so we got the bowling alley suite uh, at the palms in vegas uh, because one of our well-off friends uh, very good at bowling and we and we said let's do it so we had uh this suite to ourselves and because everybody's in a great mood, uh, said, "Why don't we, you know, have a little fun? Get some edibles, about
0: uh,
1: We take the edibles out. Bob brings them in. We drove in, Bob and I. So uh, everybody's popping these. like... Took brownies. them out of our butts. Put just, them on the table. Out of our buttholes. Even though we drove, we didn't have to do that. Didn't have to do it. at no. all. No. our butts anyway. Just in
2: our butts for five and a half hours.
1: I don't remember if I uh, if I had any or not. But all I can tell you is, fast forward to the end of the night. It's three a.m. It is the bowling alley suite, so I'm bombed, and I want to bowl, and me and Greg, uh, who's the guy that's the bowler, are just bowling like crazy. And then in another part of the suite, everyone else is fucking dying. I was I'm, dead. I'm not joking. Like, no, dying. Like violent, uh, vomiting, and passed out. And Greg was, as this is an, uh, one of my favorite stories uh, of our group, is Greg was aware. Greg would occasionally go back into the room and like turn people over and make sure nobody Jimi Hendrix themselves. <laughs> Greg, and, was, yeah, Greg, Greg was
2: also the only frat boy in the group. So he's probably had that experience. Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: And then Greg would come back and be like, all right, let's go. And I thought Greg was pissing or whatever. So he never told me anybody was sick. Anybody was in danger. He gave me mouth to mouth. I woke up the next morning. He was just kissing
3: I, know, was, yeah. I, guess.
1: I woke up the next morning. And everybody was like, oh, my God, I've never been in a worse spot in my life. I was scared for my life. And I was like, Greg, why didn't you tell me this is going on? He's <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I just didn't tell you. <laughs> That's great.
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw it was your stuff, bro. It was, it was my stuff. Was Here's the thing. That same stuff, I, we, my wife and I had taken it. Uh, one night and, um, and and we were sitting around we waited for like two hours and nothing happened we were over at a friend's house and then we were like okay let's just get out of here we'll just drive back to my my brother's place he was about I don't know not even 15 minutes away and we're like two blocks away from the house that we're leaving my wife is driving at the time and, she, and she's going all of a sudden two miles an hour and I look at her and I'm like are you okay? <laughs> And she Jesus. looks at me and she goes, Is this real? Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. She's driving. She's driving. I and I go,
0: Over. Yes. <laughs> and she pulls over. And She's like, I can't stop. Jay's <laughs> a ghost, by the way.
3: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jay the ghost. Yeah. So so anyway, I got us home.
1: I got us home. I got behind the wow. wheel and I drove us home. Uh, this is a song called Lover Laid Down, which is supposed to be our molestation song. Yeah. Fuck song. I can't oh, remember. No, wait a minute, I just got a text. Really?
2: We hadn't we hadn't gotten that We've, we haven't really talked about Boyd Tinsley, which is oh, it's a text big... from
1: Boyd Tinsley.
3: Oh, here he is. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of my cock stuff. Your and, cock uh, or his cock? My cock, and then his cock. Got it, got it. And then it's all like uh, he's giving me a lot of compliments that I don't think I deserve.
2: What's he saying about you?
3: How beautiful I am, and what a talent! Boyd Tinsley. Wait, hold
2: on. Boyd Tinsley Allegedly. from Dave Matthews Band is yeah, texting yeah, yeah. you this right now.
1: Right now. Wow. All right, there's another one Bob can you pull up what Boyd Tinsley Boyd Tinsley said legitimately yeah
3: what did he actually text this dude
1: alright and Give while it. we're doing that, I actually went out of order because I didn't want to I needed to keep things moving <laughs> but I didn't want to step on one of the definitive Dave songs you are brilliant so after Dave after dancing Nancy's terrible this.
2: name I don't like that come on come on come on
0: there's my butt. Sib it up who in my butt. This is huge, the song is huge. I am Dave. Pop it up there. He wakes up
3: who holder.
1: There's
0: our tour bus. I'm
1: gonna pull up the tour buses too, by one. Famous tour bus system. The week Dave Matthews, MPP, subject tank, and the tour bus is planted on both of them tourists. What? In what state, the city? What? I, do, I think it was a Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, uh, huh? that's sad. Uh, if you Google Dave Matthews band tour bus, the first thing that pops up is poop. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to Ants Marching. Uh, a little I'm bit more. sorry about my poop. Perhaps the definitive DMB song.
0: All
1: right, ants marching, which I I did I have to say, as much as I hated. What would you say when it came out? This was the other huge single off this album. I really did like this song.
2: And hey, was this the first single?
1: Uh, no, it was I believe the third. No, it was the fourth single. Oh, wow. Released September '95.
2: Wow. Well, I feel
3: like for me this song, it's almost it's almost. Dave has his his message
1: songs, right? Don't drink the water and whatnot. But like... Wait, what? Wait, does he? <laughs> don't drink the water. That, was, that,
2: was that a PSA? About not the
1: water. in the water. It's I also a- like how Jay said it as if everyone knew that uh, Dave Obviously. had certain songs yeah. that were message songs.
2: Well, if you're a
3: fire dancer like me, you know what I'm <laughs> talking about, baby.
1: Wait, so those fire dancer Dave fans are known as fire dancers? Uh, that's what I call them, man. I don't know. Yeah. Sure.
2: Probably not. <laughs> but anyway, probably <laughs> not, dude.
3: Right? Uh no, don't drink the water is about
1: um, No, I, I don't You care know what about it's about? That. I don't care about that. We're talking about ants Marching. <laughs> it's about the <Native> <laughs> Not this album, not the song. There's blood in the water, man. Don't drink it. Anyway,
3: no, this song. It, it was uh it was just a Ants Marching was about like, you know, stepping back and looking about, you know, looking at American society where we're all just kind of Waking up in the morning, brushing our teeth, getting out the door. We're all just ants marching on our way toward, you know, inevitable death, you know?
2: So this is like, so it's like Hippie Fight Club.
1: Sure. (laughs) That's a great way to put it. Dave Matthews described this song as, quote, our anthem. Yeah, I I I could definitely see that.
3: I could definitely see that.
1: It's a hu- it was it's a huge single and when honestly if I have to think when I think if you say Dave Matthews Band, what's the first song that comes yeah, to mind? First it's one. Ants Marching.
2: Which is surprising I I would think Crash. But Wait, yeah, this is I the first one part. for me. Tinsley!
1: Let, Let me take. see your little penis! You got some Kinsley info on that <laughs> laptop, up?
2: <laughs> I was going uh, to go back. <laughs> All right, let's go I back. Let's go to back. The song. I yeah, yeah, do yeah, it
3: to the song. Oh, I didn't <laughs> realize. Hang on. hang on, hang
1: on. I got you. <laughs> All right, you got about five seconds of it. Here we you. <laughs> there you Go. Right there. We
2: go. Yeah. You're such photo material, and I want you at your best. I'm actually masturbating to the thought of your shots. Probably will have you shave your pubes at least above the cock base. I want you sagging some with it being obvious that you aren't wearing underwear. Jeans are dirty, shirt is dirty, but your face and hair are immaculate and gelic. you get the vibe?
1: Damn! I like that we didn't give that the setup it needed or deserves. But if you know, Lloyd Tinsley was involved in... Lloyd Tinsley. Lloyd
2: Tinsley was involved in... Boy Tinsley.
1: Boy Tinsley was involved in uh, a scandal regarding a, a, a boy, a manservant a, man servant a, man or a servant. boy servant? It was,
2: uh, it was like a homeless guy he was grooming to have sex with.
1: Wait, we even have to take this back further. Who is Boyd Tinsley? Boy Tinsley is the violinist of the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> We're so bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we just assume you come in with the knowledge of every episode we you have ever know. done. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. If uh, if like a Dave Matthews subreddit ever heard this podcast. They would oh hate us. Shit. <laughs> this is how you get sued. By the way, can I tell you? Shut up, Jay. Can, can I tell you <laughs> something? We don't, we don't talk about that anymore.
3: What's his name? What's his name? The guy who stopped uh, patreoning us? You? Kleine. Kleine. will absorb it.
1: Kleine loves Kleine it. will absorb it. Yeah. Once you, if you are our chief, That was,
2: by the way, that was specifically for
1: Kleine.
0: There you go. If you are. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: just covered your bases, bro. Yep. If you're a top patreonie. Uh, As as Kleine was, you do absorb.
2: We also, by the way, so, you know, Boyd sent these amazing, uh, horrible, horrible, not amazing, horrible texts to this this person, uh, unsolicited. And I got cut off because the solo ended. The best part was coming up. Um... You get the vibe This is a text from Boyd To this uh, to this guy He was grooming You get the vibe Grooming. We're going for huge Throbbing boner shit Parenthetical Wet pussy included
1: and <laughs> yeah, parenthetical. What a cover move
2: You are the dirty Pretty boy of the band I have to sexually Exploit you as much as I can Without looking like I'm sexually exploiting you I'm in full jerk right now Catch you later
3: <laughs> Catch you later I'm in full jerk This is incredibly It's This is terrible Of me to do But can I read Those lines As Christopher Walken Really oh, yes, yes, yes.
2: Slide it over, Bob. <laughs> yep. it's, it's so do it, where does it start? I would start it. I right. heard
1: you cover yourself, Bob. First, you said amazing. You like not amazing at all. I, I have heard, a career was, to was keep was going. I was playing with
4: that. I was playing with that. Uh, I think you should start. I want He's you to okay.
1: All right. All right. All right Here's Christopher yeah. Walken as you're Dave such, Matthews Band, vinylist, a you. you're violinist, so, no, you're, you're such fun material. boy, Tinsley. That's you're nice.
3: such boner material, and I want you at your best. I'm actually masturbating to the thought of your shots. Prob will have you shave your pubes at least above a cock base. I want you sagging some with it being obvious that you aren't wearing underwear. Jeans are dirty. shirt is dirty. But your face and hair are immaculate. Angelic, you get the vibe. We're going for huge strobing bonus shit. What pussy included? You are the dirty, pretty boy of the band. I have to sexually exploit you as much as I can without looking like I'm sexually exploiting you. I'm in full check right now.
1: (laughs) There's Jimmy Thing.
0: (laughs) That was very good. That was very good.
1: Bob, would you be surprised to know that this was the second single released off? I
2: would absolutely be surprised. I was going to say this, for some reason, I know this song as like the, if you're a Dave fan, this is one of your favorite songs. This is one of the ones that he does live. The it's one best. of, his most, popular it's one of his most popular live songs. I don't know why I know that, but I do know that. Yeah, But I am surprised it was a single.
1: I am too, actually. Can yeah. I say, um, all kidding aside, and we've been this has been a rollicking podcast that's going all over the place.
3: We've only I, gone through three songs. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: I get why this is a huge album. If you're into a certain type of music or you like a certain type of music, this is this is definitely you know touch you know striking a chord. I think it's a good album. I think I'm not like a fan of it. But I have to say, like, there's songs on here that if you're in a certain mood for a type of music, if you're a Dave guy or somebody that likes Dave type music, I get why this was a huge album.
2: So here's my question for you, then. Why do the critics not respond to it? Because I get what you're saying. You're right. But normally in this kind of case, like this isn't an album where everybody immediately was like, oh, this is the best version of this kind of music. This is going to be influential. This is something that people found. But normally in those cases of a huge album like this.
1: I have a theory about it. Let me hear it. Critics in 1994. This was the last, like, this is about as far as you can get from the mainstream. Right. And I think that probably spooked a lot of critics that who wanted to write it off as something that was not in touch with what people listen to now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because Dave Matthews had a very unique delivery the music was kind of jammy. There was a uh, saxophone in it, mm-hmm. like shit that was not 90s. And I'm not saying that makes this album great, but it definitely made it different. And I could see why certain critics that were like attuned to grunge and post-grunge and alternative at the time would have said, oh, this sounds like shit. Right. Sounds like a Michael Bolton album or something. And, That's to your, and to your
2: point about critics in the time, like Nevermind famously got two and a half stars from Rolling Stone. They didn't know what the fuck, people didn't know what the fuck Audiences were responding to it. Right, by
1: 1994, Nevermind, Nevermind became was a fucking the, right. Like, yeah, exactly. If it was five out of five stars, they would have given it fourteen out of five. It was if total they could. Horror, yeah. and yeah. this is about as far from Nevermind as one can get.
3: Right, and 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 in, in the heat, oh, like just like like you just said, in the heat of all of that kind of darkness, you know, like uh, when did uh, Melancholy come out?
1: 96, 95, late 95, I believe.
3: So so think about that. This came out two years before Melancholy. Like, that's kind of where this we came were. out
1: the same uh, one year before. Well, this came
3: that? out in 94.
1: You said 96. It was I think it was late 95. No, oh, OK, maybe, OK, yeah. OK.
3: But still. OK, so it came out in the midst of all of that kind of darkness mm-hmm. that was kind of within the pop culture at that time. Uh, yeah, it was completely.
1: When
2: missed. did uh, when did your boy Jerry Garcia die?
1: August 95. Oh, wow. Well, there you go.
2: We're ready. We're ready for the passing of a baton. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And I know Fish is like the go to jam band, but yeah, Dave was the accessible version of a fish. Yeah. Fish never really worked on MTV. Dave did.
3: I love
1: that uh, analogy. That was fantastic. Good work, Bob. Let's listen to Warehouse. Seven minutes. All seven. Let me, by the way, I'll run down real quick to this point the track lengths. 417, 342, 452, 516,
2: 559, 605,
1: 431, 538, 557,
0: and right now 706. That's some real boner material. They're they're trying. I'm going to skip into the middle of this. I'm already done with this. Hopeless. Come (laughs) on.
1: great song live sounds like a MF -er right there yeah
3: it's great live again
1: but no the ultimate track is pay for what you get is this Layla (laughs) coming in at a tight 452 ooh single
3: Skip Work in again. Oh, to
0: the no,
3: that's not there, it is. It's still taking its time, baby. This is like one of those edging orgasms. You know what I'm talking about? Take
1: us through it,
2: Jay. <laughs> Don't take us through it.
1: Jay, TMI. Y'all know what edging is, I right, baby.
3: You. you know what edging is.
1: think of Bob so far? We got one more song after this.
2: I think overall I'm more open to Dave now at 38 than I was at 14 or 17 or 22 or 24. I don't love it. I think the singles, especially like track one and the one that you were big into, I appreciate those more now. He doesn't annoy me the way he did. And Marching, I like now more than I did back then. And I don't know why I didn't like it back then. I guess it was just not, didn't really fit into what I was into.
1: It wasn't the type of music you and I liked. I know. So I
2: guess that was it. It was like, because it wasn't perfectly in our wheelhouse, I was like, fuck it.
1: And then it got hugely popular. And And it's almost like it's easy to be like, no, fuck you with this.
2: And this is kind of like the Radiohead thing with me where it's like, I like a lot of bands that sound like Radiohead, but I never got into Radiohead. Okay. I like a lot of Davey kind of bands, but I never liked Dave. I like OAR, great band.
1: It's a band. It's a great band. My next choice. (laughs)
2: Um, O.I.R., I I liked, uh, I don't know, other kind of bands that sound like Dave, but I never liked Dave. And I think a part of that is the rebellion of people calling him Dave. Right. So, there's that.
1: I I was trying to think, uh, because I don't know if we're going to do another Dave album. Maybe we'll have Jay and we'll do uh, every day one of these days. One of these days, yeah. But... Um, I think I, I, if I haven't told this on the podcast I'll, I'll be mad if I don't so I'm going to tell the story again even if I did that uh, the year is 2004 I'm living in Hoboken, New Jersey and I'm dating a, a girl uh, that lives in, in the city as well and it didn't work out and she turned out to be potentially insane um, and it got to the point where it was like oh is she in the bar I need to leave this bar for threat of bo- bodily harm but in the good days uh we would hang out and every once in a while we'd go for a trip in her car because her car was in the city and uh she was a huge dave fan and uh her license plate was dmb rox sure DMB dmb rocks however if you're a glancing look at the license plate yeah what does it look like? Dumb as rocks. Dumb as I remember, the, <laughs> I remember the
2: first time I saw it, I was so happy because, yeah, that's the first place your head
1: goes. And I was pretty much, that was one of the contributors to the end of that relationship. Uh, Just first, uh, the, the idea that it was a personalized license plate was on my radar and then that she wasn't able to see that. I said, okay.
2: This is over. the same one that had a uh, motto, right? Like a, a sort of like oh a, God, a, life, mo- a life motto that she went by.
1: Oh Actually, no, you're thinking of somebody else. Different girl.
2: Okay, never mind then. Another a another another type. wonderful girl. You dated. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that one. No, it was. Um, if, you're edge, you're
1: it? Yeah, it. Uh, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Yeah, that's it. If you're not living on the edge, you're
3: taking up too much space. Who's a truck driver? <laughs> uh, that
1: is. That was tr- uh, final track is called number thirty four. sounded a lot like the one before, if you didn't notice. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Under the table and dreaming. We did it, guys. A massive Get hit. Um, before we pick. The Spotify playlist song, uh, I want everyone to throw out their favorite Dave song, period. That uh, was not on this album. Jesus. Um
3: That's I okay. In the spirit of of taking something that has that 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 be that was a germ of an idea that became something that w- became like a, a lovely flower, that then became something like An amazing oak of a tree. Okay, I'm going to no, no. I'm going to say it is his cover of all along the watchtower. Oh, that is a famous yeah. Because uh, what Jimmy did it from Bob's version was revolutionary.
2: My version. He's talking about me.
3: (laughs) But but what what Dave did it from? I'm going to say Jimmy's version because I don't think he based it off of Bob's version. Is as revelatory and and as big a leap
1: that Jimmy made from Bob. All right, let's listen to it. All along the watchtower.
2: All thirteen minutes of it.
1: Dave Matthews Band. It takes forever to do it. Know that? No, it's I exactly just, thirteen minutes. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, Bob, wow, what's with you in numbers today? Are you uh, what's his name, Dave Crockhold or whatever David Crumholtz? A lot of people said Who looks like, like me. Yeah. Are you Dave Crumholtz? I might actually just be David Crumholtz right, wow, let's listen to this. This is off the Central Park concert because Dave was big enough where he could play Central Park. He's yeah. one of those acts. Not Rushman, like, like Garth
2: Brooks. I'm
1: trying to get this fucking song.
2: You're gonna have to go about four and a half minutes in before he starts singing, probably. Yeah,
1: two seriously. minutes in. Keep going. <laughs> Crazy, right? I'm two thirty. <laughs> I know, dude.
2: Two fifty. Yeah. You're gonna have to go four.
1: Here we go. Three thirty. Four
2: fourteen. I said four thirty, let's see.
0: Four thirty. Jesus. I'll, oh geez, okay, never oh, mind. No reasons to get excited just <laughs> did <it> simple <laughs> like an old white
1: guy. <laughs> How about you, Bob?
2: Can I can I go with Dave's solo stuff?
0: Yes. yes. Anything, you want?
2: Uh, <laughs> anything off some devil. <laughs> some devil's we a great album. Oh, Love wow. that No one album. has ever said that
1: before, by the way.
0: It's a great Anything
2: album. Anything off Some it's Devil. Hold on. Let me let me find my song. You you pull out yours while I get the Some Devil
1: okay,
0: song yeah, I'll I like. I
1: good Jay uh, I would pick it's off the everyday album Bop, uh, Jay 2001 uh-huh. uh, it is When the World Ends ah great song. Uh,
0: when the world ends collect your things you're coming with me when the world ends you tuckle up yourself with me watch it as the stars disappear to nothing over
2: Good song. I like that. I like you that. You know that one? Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's kind of a
1: deep cut off that album. It's a single. Sounds like, I don't think it did It sounds anything.
2: like soul coughing.
1: Like Yeah, yeah I can hear that. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Bob?
2: Uh, well, like I said, anything off Some Devil. But, um, <laughs> Gravedigger? Gravedigger's a great song. Yeah. Uh, Some Devil's a great song. I'm going to go with So Damn Lucky, which is track two off that. Interesting.
1: Okay. This is and Bob's does, choice yeah. for best Dave song not connected to Under the Table. Boyd,
2: Uninvolved. That's why. I want to move no Boyd. I want to move it away from Boyd.
1: Zero Boyd. Is uh, he? He played violin. I was going to say, who is is the saxophonist from Dave Matthews? The biggest sax player since Clarence Cle- Clemens. Was there anyone else in the race? Now was about it? The guy
3: from Lost Boys. Who <laughs> the, guy, the
2: guy who did Baker Street. <laughs> <laughs> Shirtless
3: Muscle Man in Lost Boys, the yep. movie Lost Boys. That guy. Oh, yeah. that dude. Yeah, man. All right, here we go. So damn lucky. I I
0: lose it. Everything's different. Oh, yeah. This is a good song. Oh, this to me was like... Oh, my a... God.
1: Jay's just talking when off mic. Know.
2: Jay's whispering into my ear. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: Jay? <laughs> They <laughs> leaned over to Bob.
3: <laughs> they <laughs> this forgot. This is a podcast, Jason.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like this song. I don't know why I like it. I mean, I don't know where it came from. It just, I, it's, I, I got this album, and I just really liked it.
1: Sneaky good solo album. All right, Jay, here we go. Because you're our guest... Uh-huh. You get to choose what song goes on the Spotify playlist off Under the Table. All right, let me naming. look at it really is quick. It's going to get Bob nervous because <laughs> like yeah. he doesn't like uh, people messing with the curation of the Spotify playlist.
2: Some mistakes have been made.
1: Uh, but this is what's Are you talking about Nikki Glazer putting uh, Nickel back on? Or no, she put on
2: Lifehouse. And I'm okay <laughs> with that one, actually. <laughs>
1: what was the last song that went on? And believe
3: me, I, I take this into account. What's the last off, song? It was off
2: Singing in My Sleep, Semisonic.
3: Right. And it has to be ants marching. It has to be because okay. that those two songs will like bleed seamlessly into each other. All right. Well, it's a little on the nose. It's on the nose, but who, I mean, like seriously, it's it's I mean, the best Dan, Dan song. pounded the table and for a song. If you're gonna and... have a Dave Matthews song, let's face it, the only Dave Matthews song on this playlist it needs to be ants marching.
1: It would be fucked up, Bob, if uh, you and I, as fugazi Dave fans, to veto a true Dave fan like Jay Zumwalt.
2: It's a perfect song. I'm not going to do it. Not going to beat it. Up. All right. There just, you go. I'm just going to stew.
1: And, he's so mad. <laughs> Adding Ants Marching to Spotify There's no winners here. Uh, so check it out. Uh, you can find it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ThrowbackPod, where you can grab the link for uh, the playlist. Uh, emails at the throwback pod at Gmail. Bob, I've been calling for people to send personal horror stories of their youth. Are we getting any too
2: scared to look, bro. All
1: right. <laughs> Check it out when you can. At, <laughs> the throwback <laughs> I think pod. I shared uh, uh, like at least seven. Yeah, we got to be
2: in this fucking bucket. Uh, uh, th-
1: Instagram uh, throwback pod. Also, we're there.
2: Thank you, Jason, for uh, this. Appearing Being on your creeper. last ever podcast before you die of a heart <laughs> oh, attack, heart attack. This is very
1: exciting. Before you g- John Candy yourself on the set of Dan Wagons was at East. Tom Petty's
2: last concert and now he gets to be at Jason's last podcast. It's very exciting. It's
1: bittersweet. Is, it is how very I would bittersweet. put it. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. And, th- and, and again, uh, hey,
2: hey, Aerosmith, the previous longest uh, episode we have. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> boom. Boom. Uh, yeah. The economy is no longer our friend. Uh, follow us uh, at Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod if you want to support us. If you don't, go fuck yourself. Wait, hold on. Don't uh, go fuck yourself. What? Fuck I had
2: one more thing. Have more to oh, say. Because really? if you're not subscribed to this podcast, go to iTunes and subscribe because we record two in a night. If Jason's already drunk. We're about to go do another one. Holy so, shit.
1: And if you don't subscribe to uh, the Throwback it. Podcast, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.